are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? The NFL offseason is going crazy right now. March Madness has started today, and the NFL has signed a new TV rights deal. Webb, are you ready to break it all down? Always ready to break it down. Come on. I am so excited for today's show. So many deals happened that are insane to me. But let's start with, I think, the biggest news of the day. The NFL has signed a new TV rights deal starting in 2023 to 2033. That will pay them over $105 billion for 10 years. This is over a 50% increase. This is insane to me. Webb, do you like this deal for the NFL? Uh, Yeah, I like it for both NFL and the players. So the NFL owners are world-class scumbags, though, because they knew this deal was coming and still started cutting players, crying poverty. Yeah, I agree with you on that side. So I'm going to break but it down I- a little bit, a little bit real quick. Uh, for the NFL media rights, what they were doing before, CBS was paying $1.3 billion a year. Now they're paying almost $1.9 billion. Fox was paying $1.1. Now they're paying $2. just about $2 billion. NBC was paying $950 million. Now they're paying $1.7 billion. Monday Night Football for Disney is paying almost $2 billion. Now they're paying $2.5 billion. And Amazon is now paying $1.3 billion because they are the sole uh, prider of Thursday night football. The NFL is getting paid. Those are some gigantic numbers. Yeah, that's huge, man. Um, I mean, you can watch a football game across basically any network. Um, it's really cool, man. It's, I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, it. It also helps the players as well, under the revenue sharing, um, increasing that. So we'll see some huge deals. And uh, for anyone who thought that football, Ball was increasing in popularity. Uh, that's obviously inaccurate, and yeah, really excited. So apparently, football was 70 of the top 100 watch programs in America last year. So it does gigantic numbers. And the salary cap. So the how the salary cap works is the players get basically 50% of the money. It's a 51-49 or 50-50 split. So the owners have to give half this money to the players. So the salary cap could realistically be $300 million, like very easily $300 million per team, like five years. That is very realistic that that could happen. Salaries are going to be crazy soon. If I were a team, I'd be trying to sign all the players I could for money right now, because in four years, an average guard could make $20 million. It's going to be crazy. We're going to see... Huge splash and a lot of deals. You're gonna see kickers making ten mil a year. And I don't mean the the accurate ones. Um, it's it's gonna be crazy. So let's break down a few of the deals that happened this week, so the owners would not have to wait a few years to pay them gigantic money. I'm gonna go by position. We talked about a lot of these on Monday, but there are some new ones. We'll start with quarterbacks. Webb, Mitchell Trubisky. Signed with Buffalo as a backup quarterback, one year, two point five million dollars. I like this move a lot for Buffalo. I think that gives him a good solid backup. What do you think? Eh, um, it's fine for Buffalo. I feel sorry for for Mitch. Thought he could have gone somewhere else and gotten some more playing time and uh, got a chance to shine. 
So and, and probably gotten uh, a higher salary. So it's surprised I I was surprised that he went with the Bills. I don't know how many offers he he got. Um, so I I don't mind it for Buffalo. I don't I just don't like it for Mitch. I think that he's too young to be a backup. Because um, Josh Allen, you know, doesn't really seem to get hurt. So it's not like Mitch would even be a backup that will play, uh, you know, potentially next season. So Josh Allen is a tank. But how he plays, someone that plays like that should actually get hurt. He's been very lucky so far. I hope he stays healthy, by the way, but he plays pretty reckless. Him and Josh Allen kind of do the same stuff. Mitch runs around a little bit, has a decent arm. And if he plays two games for Buffalo, that's a good team, and he goes 2-0, and maybe next year people are like, you know what, Chicago is a mess. He looked good in Buffalo. He's fixed. We'll sign him for the Teddy Bridgewater contract. I think that's what he's hoping for in Buffalo this year. I think that's his plan. Yeah, but, I mean, it could happen. It's just the dominoes need to fall in Mitch's favor. And uh, that means Josh Allen, you know, for whatever reason, not playing. And that's likely going to be because he's hurt. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I just don't know if Mitch ever sees a snap unless Buffalo's blowing a team out of the water or just or losing badly themselves, which wasn't really the case with that offense last year. It's risky for him, but I hope it works out. Okay. The most exciting quarterback in football, bar none, Ryan Fitzpatrick, is signed with Washington. One year, $10 million. I love this move for Washington. I think it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, low risk. Uh, they get a player who is going to give you like four really good games out of the year. And um, they're not dishing out a lot of money right now. I don't mind this uh, this direction that Washington is going in. They can be super competitive without giving a lot of money to uh, their quarterback. They don't have a lot of invested in their quarterback over the last few years. Even their draft pick, Dwayne Haskins, that they took 15th overall, is, was gone um, within a couple of years. So uh, I I like this sort of um, plug-and-play uh, strategy that they have right now until they find someone that they want. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a serviceable NFL quarterback, and he's excellent, like you said, for four weeks. Then he's terrible for four weeks. And then he's somewhere in the middle between then. Washington has an excellent defense and a below-par offense. If Fitzpatrick can make them an average offense, this team is by far the best team in the NFC. So it's not even close. I like the move. Um, well, I, I don't know if I'm on that um, viewpoint as the Washington football team being the best team. But um, we'll have to see. I want to see what the Giants do, what the Cowboys do. I'm still not... Ruling out the Cowboys yet, even though their defense was terrible. Uh, I'm still I'm still waiting to see. And 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 also, like we said uh, a few days ago, today was the the first day of um, sorry, yesterday, Wednesday was the first day that uh, teams could sign with players, uh, actually sign their deals and make the trades official. So Okay, let's. Uh, do you want to talk Andy Dalton one year to Chicago? He is the starter, by the way, for ten million dollars. Yeah, there's there's no way he's a starter come September. Apparently, they guaranteed him he would be the starter. By the way, that's what he was told. He said they told me I'm the starter. That's interesting because I can't see why they would go in that direction. I I I don't believe it. I think I think a player comes in to compete with him, or they draft somebody that just outshines him. How the hell are you gonna go with Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton is a fine NFL quarterback. 
you are prejudiced against people with red hair. It's been obvious for too long, Webb. And I'm not going to stand for it anymore. I think Andy Dalton. Well, I want to know what I want to know what the the Bears told him. Did they tell him that as of right now he's a starter, or come September, <laughs> late August, he's the he's the starter? Because I don't see what Andy Dalton showed last year. He's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think he should be looking for backup jobs. He's 34 years old, I believe, and he just didn't look that good to me last year. And he hasn't looked good for a while. So I don't think he's a starter come September. I don't believe it. When Mike Glennon was signed in Chicago for that pretty big deal, they did draft Mitchell Trubisky at number two overall, like a month later. So Andy Dalton should not feel safe. Nope, he should not. But I, I brought Andy Dalton up to bring up a big story of the day. Kyle Fuller of the Bears, the cornerback, was just cut. They needed the cap space because they gave Andy, Andy Dalton $10 million. Kyle Fuller is really good. I was shocked by this move. Yeah, me too. The Bears are doing absolute nonsense. Um, you know, we have to look back at the Khalil Mack trade. Uh, was it worth it? Um, the Bears... I don't believe in, in David Montgomery. He's got a disgruntled player in Allen Robinson. They drafted Cole Kmet, um last year, and they, and they also signed Jimmy Graham. I just don't understand what the Bears are doing. I don't get it. Yeah, they're a mess, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to some of the wide receiver signings that happened since our last show. Will Fuller signed today with Miami. One year, $10 million. On the last show, I said he was suspended for six games next season. I got that wrong. He was suspended for six games last season. He only is suspended for the first game next year. So my apologies last time I got that wrong. We forgive you. You didn't correct I'll... me last time, Webb, so just throwing you under the bus a little bit too there. Uh, I was on mute. That's my <laughs> excuse. <laughs> uh, just, I just read... Uh, uh, the. Ian Rappaport said that Allen Robinson signed his uh, his franchise tag, so he's on board. It's stuff Allen Robinson. So do you like Will Fuller to Miami? Because I don't like it at all. Uh, yeah, I like it to Miami. I just think that Miami needs to look at their quarterback situation. So that is my issue. If it's the old two or the one I like who threw the ball deep, then this, is, this makes perfect sense. If it's the new Tua in the Brian Flores offense where he throws 17 passes for 90 yards, then Wolf Fuller makes zero sense, and I don't understand it at all. That's a good point. Um, yeah, Tua is not good at this <laughs> juncture. He's not. Especially it's gonna, like it's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine, Webb. You know who Tua, Tua is right now? He's uh, he's Marvin Bagley. Oh, that hurts because it makes so much sense. It, yeah. The difference is the hype surrounding Luca was much more uh, in the NBA draft than the hype surrounding Justin Herbert. I don't, I, I'm not a Tua fan, man. They, I think they should make a change. I think you have to give the guy more than a year. His hip injury was a two-year injury. He should be healthy this year. You have to give him this season at least before you cut bait. I still okay. believe in Tua. I think Tua is going to be good this year. I really do. I do not believe in him at all. I think he's, I think he's okay. He's a conservative, think-and-dunk kind of guy. I, I, did you see flashes from him where you were like, Okay. Yeah, maybe. That first game he started that he won, he looked good in that game. He was throwing the ball with some zip. 
He threw uh, medium range throws. He wasn't throwing deep, but I, I think the issue was the offense more than him. Just when you throw, I think I think it was honestly 19 passes for 95 yards. Something is wrong. Something is very wrong in this offense. That's not just two. That's the whole system that's destroyed. So if they fix that, then he'll be fine. So you're saying I'm jumping the gun here? Yes. Webb out in front on his skis like always. Quick to react. I'm I'm all the way out on two. I would trade him in a heartbeat. Go to the Hall of Fame. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin Jones, one of my favorite receivers in football, signed a very reasonable deal in Jacksonville. Two years, $14.5 million. I love this for Trevor Lawrence. He is a solid receiver, great hands. He's exactly what a rookie quarterback is going to need to succeed in the NFL. I like it too. I do hope that they get another receiver because I don't want him to be the number one. And I imagine that they will. But I do like it. So I think with DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, I think they'll be okay receiver. They could still draft someone pretty early. But I like what they're doing there. Chenault, Marvin Jones. Shark, that's a good three-way. That's a great three-way for Jacksonville. Okay. I said three-way on purpose there for you, Webb. Thank you. Thanks for that. Okay, the next receiver I want to talk about is A.J. Green. Signed with Arizona, one year, $8.5 million. What do you think about this move for Arizona? I am very excited by it. Yeah, I like it a lot. And um, I, don't know, I don't know what it means for Larry Fitzgerald. I assume he's going to retire now because they either don't have enough money to resign him now, uh, and I can't see him signing with a new team after playing his whole career in, in Arizona. So uh, I think Larry Fitzgerald is done. But in terms of the Cardinals, I like it for them. I think AJ Green still has some uh, some gas left in the tank. He had great stats. What I think was on his way to a, a Hall of Fame career if he continued it. Um. But I don't know if you agree with me. I think he was in the Hall of Very Good. I am not sure Hall of Fame. He, he doesn't have the playoff success to make the Hall of Fame for me yet. That could have been coming. But he has been hurt so frequently the last few years. For Arizona, I think this is either the perfect signing or it's going to be terrible. I could see him having 1,300 yards playing across from Hopkins with nine touchdowns. Or I could see him playing two games and being hurt with like a, ca- a sprained calf for eight weeks and then come back for a week and then it's a groin. I- I'm not sure how healthy he's going to be next season. That's my only concern. Oh, no, I wasn't saying that as his career is now. He was on his way to the Hall. He's on his way to the Hall of Fame. I don't think so at all. But I just think that if he had continued to stay on the field and put up the same numbers, like first five years, he had over a thousand yards every single year and uh he had two years where he caught almost 100 catches uh 100 balls i should say uh it was close but yeah i agree with you he hasn't been the healthiest he's only played um actually he wasn't that bad last year he played in 16 games but he only started in 14 of them he played 16 games last year yeah how many yards did he have 523 yeah, that sounds about right. So yeah, he should he, have been hurt the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he played in 16 games. He only started in 14. So, like, um, there are two games that he probably only played a handful of snaps. So it's really, like, 14 games he probably played. But still, I thought it was way way fewer. And in 2018, uh, he played nine games. 
And then 2019, he missed it. I don't know why. Did he tear his Achilles? I don't remember what happened in 2019. I think it was an Achilles. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Uh, that, that ends the receiver portion because Kenny Galladay and Juju have not signed yet. So let's get to running back. There has been one running back signing since we last did this. Kenyon Drake signed with Las Vegas. Two years, $11 million. I guess they don't believe in Josh Jacobs that much. I was really surprised by this deal. I was surprised by it too because I thought they believed in Josh Jacobs, but I don't blame them for doing this because I don't believe in Josh Jacobs. I love Josh Jacobs. Has been, has been well documented on the show. I I don't understand how they're going to use both of them. It doesn't make sense to me. Are they going to have Kenyon Drake as like Christian McCaffrey, where he's just in the slot the whole time? He's their new slot receiver. Is that the plan? I don't know. I think they said they're going to use him on third downs. Um, he's going to take away a lot of touches from um, Josh Jacobs, but I don't I don't mind it. Like I think this is great running back depth, and they could they could be worse. Um, I don't think Josh Jacobs is a three-down back. Uh, I don't think Kenyon Drake is is very good, but I think them complementing each other is a decent running game, and it's it's very low risk for the Raiders. I like it. Uh, I will not have this Josh Jacobs slander stand. Josh Jacobs <laughs> is the definition of a three-down back. He's he is amazing. Uh, I just I guess he got hurt a little bit. He's banged up quite a bit last year, but signing Kenyon Drake. Why use a first-round pick on Josh Jacobs if you're not going to have him be the guy? I just don't get that part of it. It's almost as stupid as the Packers drafting Jordan Love to have Aaron <laughs> Rodgers there for four more years, but what do I know? Hey, the, the the front office in Las Vegas has done a lot of questionable things um, over the past few years, and I'm not going to try and even wrap my head around their rationale for drafting Josh Jacobs. Okay. Uh, some tight ends have signed contracts. So on the first day of free agency, John Smith signed with New England, 4 for 50. But after that, Hunter Henry also signed with New England, three years, $37.5 million. Is this their new Gronk and Aaron Hernandez with hopefully less murder? Wow. Um, I, I like the signings, both of them, by the way. Uh, the Patriots just spent a lot of money which is uncharacteristic of, uncharacteristic of them. And um, I wouldn't say it's the, the new Gronk and, and Hernandez, but I think it's a very uh, lethal receiving core that they they have, at least with the tight ends. If Cam can actually throw the ball with some zip, they can be very vital, especially Johnny Smith as a blocker. I like Hunter Henry. Uh, Hunter Henry, I hate his guts. Wow. Also one that on the show. I've always hated him. He has killed too many fantasy teams of mine. I'd hold grudges. But I think this is really smart for the Patriots. Hunter Henry and John Smith do two very different things. John is one of the best tight end blockers, like you mentioned. Hunter Henry is a very good receiver when he plays. If he plays, I like what they're doing. I really do. I think having two big-bodied guys who run seven yards is exactly what Cam is still capable of doing. If they run 10 yards, I'm not sure he can make the throw. But at 7, he's definitely hitting them. Okay, so offensive linemen got some big contracts. Trent Williams signed the biggest off-season offensive line deal in NFL history. Kind of. He signed for six years, $123 million. But 
The deal is really for three years and $60 million. And San Francisco has an option of adding three more years to the deal, where it becomes guaranteed as well. So it's really three for 60, but it got announced as six for 123. I love the move for San Francisco. Yeah, I like it. Um, I like it even better when they get a good quarterback so they can actually use Trent Williams to protect him. Not a fan of Jimmy G as well documented, but I like what San Fran's doing. So I think they got him because Jimmy G is not very good. Trent Williams is the best run-blocking left tackle in football. So the, the 49ers are going to run the hell out of the ball. Keep Jimmy G back there, let him enjoy his $25 million, and that's about it. That's what they're going to do. Makes still sense. Can't I still can't believe they paid that man. Yeah, it was interesting. Okay, uh, did we talk about Joe Thune on the last year? I think we did, right? Yep. Okay. That ends the offensive lineman. Let's get to the defensive lineman web, where some really surprising deals happened. Gigantic one. Leonard Williams got three years, $63 million, with 45 guaranteed from the Giants. He was tagged twice, so he had a lot of leverage in this deal. I think it's going to backfire on the Giants. What do you think? Uh, probably. But not, not, not initially. I think eventually it will. So his first few years in the Jets, he was very, very average. And this, for the first year in the Giants, he wasn't very good. Last year, he had 10 sacks. That's the first year he was ever very dominant at his position. So I never like paying a guy was only good for one year out of five. Mm-hmm. I just think that always ends badly. Yeah, that makes sense. But not to be outdone, the New York Jets also made a gigantic move. They signed Carl Lawson for three years, $45 million, $30 million in guaranteed money. I was heartbroken as I watched him on the Colts. But I like the move for the Jets. They have needed pass rush for years. Uh, I like it for the Jets. I don't like it for Carl Lawson. And I say that because I think his team will still be trash, and he will end up with some bogus injury halfway throughout the season. I want it to be good for him, man. I like Robert Salah. I hope he's a good coach for the Jets. I want the Jets to be good. I really do. They're a fun team when the Jets are good. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like I think in, in all the sports, when the New York teams are good, it's just more fun. I agree with you. Okay, Trey Hendrickson signed with Cincinnati. Four years, $60 million with $32 million guaranteed. The Jets could have had Carl, sorry, Cincinnati could have re-signed Carl Lawson. Decided, nah, let's get the guy who had one good year playing against a bunch of pro bowlers in New Orleans. (laughs) And gave him way more money. This is insane. I do not understand this deal at all. Way too much money for this guy. Uh, Like you said, uh, let Carl Lawson leave. Give it to Trey Hendrickson, who I didn't know what he looked like before a few weeks ago. And... I just don't understand it. They also let a, another very good defender of theirs leave. We'll get to him in a minute. But Cincy is a mess. Zach Taylor was last year in, in Cincinnati. I'm calling it. Yeah, probably. Okay, Hassan Reddick signed one year, $8 million in Carolina. We both thought he was getting a monster deal this year. I was shocked by this one. Uh, Yeah, <laughs> to say the least, yeah. Um, I was very surprised to see what he got, and uh, I don't know. Like I, th- I honestly think some of these players, 
either should have waited or gotten some better insight into some of these deals because some guys were paid and some guys who deserve to get paid were not. So it doesn't make sense to me. It, it seemed arbitrary how some players are paid. I think it was just you had to strike when the iron was hot. Uh, we're going to get to some of these crazy deals later where I thought players were going to get really screwed over by the teams and get small contracts. And I couldn't even believe how bad some of these deals were. Right. I thought I was like, this is this is probably too low. But they were even lower than I thought. Like, this is crazy how bad these players are getting these deals. Oh, it's insane. It's insane, man. These guys are, 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 are fighting for scraps out here. It just... I predicted Hassan Reddick would get four for 40. He got one for eight. That's... Oh, God. I don't... I, mean, I you don't understand it. You, you weren't that far off in, in the average annual value, but... Um, it's just the years. If he got if he got four for thirty two, you know, it wouldn't be that bad. But no, I, I think maybe the players' agents know the salary cap raise is coming, so they were told to take one or two year deals. Maybe that's what happens. But if not, these guys got screwed. Yeah, but the, like you said, the, the deals aren't guaranteed. You're getting these these one year deals, and um, which most of it will be guaranteed, but. If you get hurt, you don't have that security. So, like, I don't know, man. Like, some actually, you know what? That's not true because Bud Dupree got hurt and and cleaned up. So, I guess it just depends on the team and the player. And yeah. yeah. Okay, Dalvin Tomlinson got two years, twenty-two million from Minnesota. Uh, I thought he would get more money than this. I like the deal for Minnesota. I, I don't like it for Dalvin. Um, I don't think I like it for either. I think Minnesota. Actually, no, no, I don't mind it for Minnesota actually, because they made some other moves as well. Um, I would have preferred Dalvin stay in uh, <clears throat> in New York, because I think Minnesota is a mess, but not a huge uh, commitment for the Vikings. So, okay, let's get to some cornerbacks. William Jackson, the guy you mentioned earlier in Cincinnati. Signed with Washington, three years, forty-two million. So he got a very nice contract with Washington. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. Um, Darby's gone, and this is probably an upgrade over. No, this is an upgrade over Darby. Um, good for them. Ron Rivera is excellent at using corners. I think he's gonna do very well there. So good for him. Okay, Shaquille Griffin from Seattle signed with Jacksonville. Three years, $44.5 million. He got paid a lot of money. I am not sure it was worth it. I like it for Jacksonville. Um, they had money to spend. He was one of the top corners. Uh, it was a big move for them to pry him away from the Seahawks, who were like actively trying to keep him. And um, probably a better situation for him, honestly, with how the team is right now, with... with, with um, the, the tension with Russ in the front office and uh, just the team just sort of being stagnant in, in the NFC West. With the Cardinals getting better, um, San Fran might come back next year and be better. I, just, I like it. I'm not sure how good Shaquille Griffin is. I'm not sure that he's worth this kind of money. I think Seattle's defense was mostly bad last year, and it's been bad for quite some time. And I'm not sure that he was ever a lockdown guy, which he's going to be asked to be in Jacksonville. Hope I'm wrong, but I'm not sure he's worth it. 
What was their alternative? Jacksonville. That's a fair point. That is 100% a fair point. I guess something is better than nothing. Yeah, yeah that, that's my view. Okay, Patrick Peterson, former top cornerback in football, signed with Minnesota as well for one year, $10 million. I like this deal for Minnesota. Oh, yeah. I think I had him going to, uh, I can't remember the team I chose, but 12, 12 million a year I gave him for three years. Uh, $36 million total. And he got, you know, somewhat close to that, but only for one year. So I like that for Minnesota. Like their, their passing defense was terrible last year. They had terrible, terrible, a terrible secondary, probably one of the worst. And, um, yeah, it's a good move for them if, if Patrick Peterson still has some, some gas left in the tank. He dropped off, man. He has he, fallen. The PEDs really hurt him, I think. Yeah, probably. I'm, was he using them his whole career, or did he just start using them? That's the big question, right? Yeah, like he, yeah, when he got popped, uh, he had, he hadn't been the same player uh, since. And like, I don't know. I'm just looking at like, even when Darrell Rivas got hurt, when he came back, he was still decent. He was still good. Yeah, we'll see. I hope he's good. I like Pat Pete. Yeah, I saved this one for last because I wanted to hurt your feelings less. Troy Hill, the Los Angeles Rams, signed with Cleveland. Four years, $24 million. More years than I thought he was going to get. I think it's a very low-risk signing, low money, $6 million a year. I like the deal for Cleveland. He's a solid number two corner. Yeah, I love it for Cleveland, especially when you see them prying another player from the secondary of the Rams. Uh, first player being John Johnson. Now they have Troy Hill. Um, yeah, I like what Cleveland's doing. They look really good. I think Cleveland, I'm high on Cleveland next year. Everyone's high on Cleveland every year, and they always disappoint. But we'll see. So this is this is the first year, like this 2021 season coming up, will be the first year that I'm actually high on them. I I think they're like one of the best running teams. They are the best running team in the league. I think Nick Chubb is so underrated. And they lost him for a portion of the season, and they still won. What was it, 11 games? Um, yeah. yeah, I just think I just think they're going to be so much so much better with this defense now too. Okay, so that's all the signings for us. There are some cuts I want to talk about, though. Actually, one more signing, sorry. Vaughn Miller had his option picked up in Denver for $17 million. Denver had asked Vaughn to restructure his deal and take some less money. He said he was not doing that at all. <laughs> and then Denver was like, all right, I guess we'll keep paying you. <laughs> I like him for Vaughn Miller. I would have wished he would have played somewhere else and had a chance for another ring, but... I like that he's making this much money. Good for him. Yeah, and they, the Denver, uh, I was going to say the Denver Nuggets, the Denver Broncos cut a player today that I thought was very smart and vaulted Denver into one of my off-season winners this season. Who was that? Philip Lindsay. I like Philip Lindsay, man. I don't know why you hate Philip Lindsay so much. I don't hate him. I just don't think he's good. You're the worst. You're the worst. He's a very good running back. He's got a rough Is deal he? in Denver. He's very. He had a thousand yards as a rookie, undrafted rookie, thousand yards. So hold on, you think he's very good, but you don't like James Conner? Yes. Philip okay. Lindsay is electric. Philip Lindsay can break a seventy-yard run. He is so fast. If James Conner ran for twelve yards, I would genuinely be shocked. I'd be like, no, that's the, did someone fall down? He's just not fast. I, I just, just, just both of them, I don't care about. I think they have good stories and like the narrative is, you know, like endearing and all that stuff, but I would not pay any of those guys. 
the Titans released former first round pick Adoree Jackson. A guy I kind of liked, but was due, I think, on the fifth year of his rookie contract. Was supposed to make $13 million, I believe. So I get why they cut him. Yeah, he hasn't been good for, for a minute. He was good years ago. Titans are trying to build something here. Malcolm Butler's gone. Adore Jackson's gone. Kenny Vaccaro's gone. I like what Tennessee's doing. Getting rid of the trash. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, there was a trade that happened. The Raiders were supposed to cut Pro Bowl center Rodney Hudson. They leaked the story. And then instead of cutting him, they traded him to the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle has needed an upgrade on their offensive line for a long time. So I really like the move. He is excellent at center. Yeah, I like it too. I like it. I, for the first time, or I'm sorry, maybe the second time, because um, they got Dwayne Brown. It's been a long time since Seattle has had a, a, a really good player on their O-line. So I like it for what they're doing. Seattle doesn't really make moves that I like. They still have Chris Johnson on the on the market, so let's see what's going to happen to the running game. Um, they lost Shaq Griffin. I usually don't like the moves that Seattle makes, especially their draft choices. So we'll see what happens. But I definitely like this move that they made. And just because we're talking about Seattle, they also signed your former tight end, Gerald Everett, to a one-year contract, I believe, for $6 million. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, wasn't a big Gerald Everett fan. That's kind of how I feel as well. Okay. Good for Good for them. Seattle's going to have 19 tight ends that they're going to put them all to again. I think that ends the signing portion of the show. I think we covered everybody that got signed over the last couple of days. There is something a little sensitive I want to get into really quick. Deshaun Jackson, sorry, Deshaun Watson is being investigated by the NFL after a Houston lawyer. He has been sued by at least three women and nine women have made allegations against him. Obviously, the investigation has just started. Uh, I hope the truth comes out, and we have no idea what's going to happen. We're just giving you the information so you do not question why we did not tell you. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, and Webb, I know you want to break down some of the NCAA tournament stuff you missed. I am shocked you missed stuff. I thought you were very thorough, but let's get into it. There are some playing games today. They are still going on as we speak. But let's talk about Baylor for a second. The number one seed you did not cover that much. Yeah, so when I did talk about Baylor, I was trashing them because I think they're an, un, an overrated seed. One seed. I still think they're an overrated one seed. But um, I spent so much time talking about Illinois because I love Iowa uh, so much. And, uh, and I didn't talk enough about Baylor, but... I'm sure a lot of people are high on them. Third nationally in points per game. They pass the ball a lot. They're 10th in, in assists per game. And they have one of the, the big prospects coming out, Jared Butler. Solid, solid prospect. COT, solid. Uh, Baylor only lost two games in the regular season. And um, their path to the Final Four, I think, is a little tough. So I don't see them making it to the Final Four. But I want to talk a little bit about them. Um, I like the South region. It's going to be interesting. They have some good teams there. Ohio State, which is one of the teams that I predicted, will not only make the Final Four, but also uh, the uh, the national championship. Um, the South region also has North Carolina, 
very good rebounding team. Uh, they have Arkansas, solid team, uh, rebounds the ball well, uh, actually scores very well. Um, and uh, Utah State, one of the underdogs that I'm really high on. Uh, that does a little, they do a little bit of everything. So keep them, you know, at the top of mind for your brackets. Uh, and yeah, I think Webb just wants us to gamble more. Webb, are yeah, you a not, bookie? Are you a bookie? I'm not a bookie. Don't get me in trouble now, Coop. <laughs> I would never admit it. Uh, <laughs> what a bookie yeah, would I, say. I I actually. I'm thinking of making a change to uh, my Final Four. Well, no, sorry, not a change. A change to a prediction that I made last week. The Final Four stays the same uh, for me. But I was thinking about it. And I'm allowed to do this, Dennis, until noon Friday, Eastern. Um, so my Final Four, I don't know who you have, Coop. Maybe you didn't fill out your bracket yet because you're a slacker. But uh, <laughs> so from the, the West region, I have Gonzaga. In the South region, um, I have Ohio State. East region, I have LSU. And the Midwest, I have uh, Illinois. So that's the same. That's intact. That was what I, I mentioned a few days ago or a couple episodes ago to you guys. But now I'm kind of liking LSU over Gonzaga in the Final Four to make it to the championship game. Still have Ohio State over Illinois. But... Um, I think I think I'm leaning towards making my national championship game LSU Ohio State. I feel a little better about that. Didn't you have Gonzaga winning the whole thing before? No, I had Ohio State winning. Okay, I think you said Gonzaga, but all right. I did not check the tapes. You even criticized me and said you pre-pressured me into taking Ohio State. That does sound like some trash talk, I would say. So maybe you're right. Yeah. All right. I'll give you a pass here, Webb. I'll give you a pass. <laughs> But yeah, we'll we'll see. Like I'm very excited for this tournament. Um, it's very arbitrary. Things are gonna go south. I'm sure tomorrow my bracket will probably be ruined tomorrow, but whatever. Uh, it's still gonna be fun. We have the last playing game tonight uh, with Michigan State and uh, and UCLA, so that should be fun. I I have UCLA winning that. I think you did coop. You did too, right, coop? Yes, I did. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Um, it's gonna be a fun tournament, man. And and and, and they're, they're the 11th seed. They'd be the, in the East region. I have them beating BYU as does Coop. Um, if Michigan State wins, I do have BYU beating Michigan State. So Me too. I agree. Caveat. Um, so just for the record, though, ever since Virginia was the number one overall seed, not the year they won the year before, and lost in the first round. And killed my bracket. I have hated filling out a bracket because for the next two weeks I just felt so stupid. I had hey. them in the final four. But that's that's honestly a reason why uh, people should be higher on Gonzaga this year. They didn't lose in the first round, but they always, you know, fizzle out early. Virginia, like you said, that year was about three years ago, I think. Lost. Yeah. Kept the same roster basically, DeAndre Hunter included. And uh, won the next year, but a lot of people counted them out. And 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 I like Virginia again this year to do well. I think they can knock off uh, Gonzaga um, early in the in the tournament if they meet up. They're in the same region, it can very well happen. Uh, that would be in what the Sweet Sixteen. So I could see that happening. 
I would laugh very hard if Gonzaga lost to Virginia. I would enjoy that very much personally. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, Virginia's a solid team. I like, I, I, I like Virginia a lot. I think, I think people are sleeping on them because um, they don't have like big, big names. But uh, good defensive team, pass the ball very well, uh, protect the ball a lot. I'm a fan. But Gonzaga's lineup is just so stacked. But I just don't see them going all the way, man. Like one game each round, right? Like anything can happen. Gonna have these at least one Cinderella team. Just don't. I just don't know who it's gonna be. I think Utah State is a, a, a potential Cinderella team for sure. I think you like uh, you like Loyola, right, Coop? I do like Loyola, but I don't like them playing Illinois in round two. Okay. I think Illinois is gonna beat them. Although, because I love Sister Jean so much, I want them to advance farther than that. I know yeah. you were saying how much you hate 101-year-old women, so you were rooting for them to lose, right, Webb? That's what you said, I think? That is not anything near what I said. Definitely not. Um, definitely Pretty sure that's please. an exact quote. That's an exact... I think you said, she's 101, I don't care about her. That's what, I think that's an exact quote, Webb. That's not right? That is very inaccurate. Listeners, I did not say that. This guy is a lunatic. Uh... <laughs> I like That's rude. <laughs> lunatic. The Midwest to me is either gonna be Illinois. Sorry, coming out of the Midwest, it's either gonna be Illinois or Houston. I honestly can't see any other team coming out of the, the Midwest. And I know it's easy to choose the one and two in that region, but I think this is the only region where I see no alternative but the one or two seed coming out. You don't think Cade Cunningham could get hot at Oklahoma State and make a run? I think I don't think he can beat Illinois. I think he can make it to the Sweet 16. I don't think he can beat Illinois. Even if he does beat Illinois, I don't think he can beat Houston in the in the Elite Eight. But I think Cade Cunningham is top prospect right now. Uh, I just don't know if Oklahoma State as a team can beat Illinois. That's a really good team uh, and 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 a really good defensive team, really good rebounding team. Gets to the line and Houston. That's just a defensive juggernaut. But Stranger things have happened. Um, so I can't say no, it won't happen, but I'd be surprised. Uh, just for the record, I did not know Grand Canyon was a college. That's very interesting news to me. <laughs> I did not know that was a thing. Good for you, Good Grand Canyon. Do you think the school is tucked into a cave in the Grand Canyon? What do you think? Uh, I don't know, man. Is it Probably. an online school like University of Phoenix? Is that what it is? It might be. Yeah, that makes more sense. It might be. I, I honestly... I don't know. Um, yeah, and, and, and sorry, just an update for you guys. Actually, by the time you hear this, you'll probably already know, but Drake beat Wichita State. Sorry, Coop. And oh, uh, Texas Southern beat Mount St. Mary's. I know you're really rooting for Mount St. Mary's, Coop, so sorry about that. I wanted Wichita State to really win that game. I like Wichita State. They are fun. But, yeah, damn you, Drake. Drake's the worst, musically and basketball <laughs> Alright Webb, I wanna watch this L- I wanna watch this UCLA game. Anything to add before we go? Uh yeah, it's gonna be really hard to watch this game when you're watching the Lakers in Charlotte. So I'm not. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Everyone, please follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenoms. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. We really appreciate it. Please do not watch the Lakers versus Charlotte tonight. LaMelo is better than LeBron will ever be, so we don't need to see that. 
And please watch the NCAA tournament. It is far more exciting. Webb, you agree, correct? No, I disagree. Um, but if UCLA loses tonight, I think Mick Cronin's probably fired. So UCLA needs to win. If UCLA loses, my whole bracket's destroyed. I have based my bracket on UCLA winning. I'm going to be furious. If I have to print up a new bracket at 1 a.m., I'm going to lose my mind today. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great night. We out.